All right. Well, we're about 20 hours away, maybe 15 hours away as you're listening from opening day, uh, episode 501 of the podcast. Getting ready for the Yankees. Getting ready for the Yankees. Um, I'm excited. You know, we obviously just got some big news. And we're going to just do a little bit of a final preview here in this episode. So, um, episode 501, let's talk a little Yankees, man. We're back. Welcome to BD4, an RJ Carbone podcast. BD4, where there is no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. We also do MMA. Yanks every series, Knicks every game, MMA on occasion. BD4 is a five-star show on Apple Podcasts, also available in video format on YouTube and Spotify. So thanks for stopping by, and we hope you enjoy the show. Champion of the world, Ernie, looking, see ya! Anthony for three, Showing some dexterity as well with the left hand. Oh, 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 oh. Yankees win! All right. Welcome to the show, episode 501 of the podcast. Thanks for stopping by and tuning into BD4. So, the Yankees just got some news this past weekend. Um, unexpected news for a lot of us. Um, and they promoted top prospect Anthony Volpe. He will become the fourth youngest Yankee to debut on opening day. Um, it's an awesome story, man. You know, it's really cool. I was kind of joking around with my cousin about it the other day. Um, how every Italian-American kid who grew up in the tri-state area dreams of this exact scenario to play shortstop for the New York Yankees one day, right? They think of it in their heads. It's the bottom of the ninth. You know what I mean? And we were joking that of course it's some, you know, from where I'm from, Del Barton's our rival. So it's like, of course it's some fuck from Del Barton, (laughs) but no, I'm excited for the kid, man. Um, yeah, no, he's one of the guys who actually lived out that dream. Jersey kid. Yeah, shortstop for the Yankees. It's cool. And the video was cool. I saw the clip on Sunday. Um, I guess those things have kind of become an online fad when you call a younger player up. You pretend that you're calling him down. You're sending him back down. Uh, Boone's acting job was kind of C-level. Uh, but it was fun. You know, gotta say, Cashman's face in that video, his demeanor, it's like, did he really want it to happen? You know, I'm kind of thinking about maybe Judge had some pull there now that he's, you know, captain. Maybe he had some leverage with his captaincy, if that's a word. Because let's be honest. This, again, this was a very rare, very uncharacteristic thing to do for the Yankees. They don't do that. 
They don't do those kinds of things. We complain about it constantly. They're known for manipulating service time, for sticking with vets for too long, staying in their comfort zone, all that. <laughs> so maybe Judge had some pull, you know? Maybe I'm also hearing maybe like since the Steinbrenner thing happened, when, when you know, I forgot what the occasion was. Was it like Jeter Day? What you know, Steinbrenner's got booed, Hal got booed walking out on the field. Maybe that kind of changed their outlook and woke them up a tiny bit. I don't know. But um, since you know, I mean, since then they paid Judge the bag, they name him captain, they call up Volpe. I, I don't know. But I do, I do think that Judge definitely had some influence there. Because this was just, like, nobody, I was saying, you know, Volpe might be there you know, in June or something. Might be like a Glaber Torres thing. You know, I think Glaber was uh, May, maybe. But anyways, he's here. And it's good. Um, I'm excited for him, man. He chose to take the number 11, which I don't hate. It's kind of an ugly number. Um, but thank God he didn't choose number 77. That was in contention because I think his grandfather used to like Mantle, they said. But I, double seven's not it. No, just the yuck of a number. I hate the high numbers. Um, obviously, judges, but it's different. But he chose 11. Uh, I like it. I don't know if I, I, I like it better. I don't know if I love it. Um, if it means one thing, it means goodbye, Brett Gardner. Like, if you were still hoping for a return there, that's not happening. Um, but, yeah, if you had a Brett Gardner jersey, a real one without the name on the back, you now have an Anthony Volpe jersey for free, which could very well come in handy because I wouldn't be shocked if he became baseball's number one jersey seller this year. So hang on to those Guardy jerseys. <laughs> But, uh, um, yeah, no, I'm excited for him. I do think people need to relax with some of the hype. Because, um, you know, we, we've seen this story before with Yankee prospects. I know it's it's different, but you could say that back then. Like, Gary Sanchez was hyped since the age of 16 when he came into the system. And he was supposed to be the modern-day pudge. Glaber Torres was very hyped, and I believe he was number one prospect in baseball on some lists. Uh, the pipeline had him you know, consistently top five, top three even. And he's become decent, but nothing like what he was expected to be. Nothing like early years Glaber. Maybe it's still in there, who knows. But we compare, we we hype up every single, you know, we compare every single new toy to Derek Jeter. Let's just say it, you know, and we do. We did it with Judge. So I'm just saying, let's let's you know, let's relax before we start pressuring the kids so much. Uh, I mean, shit. I you know I'm on Twitter occasionally. I, I go on, and I you know people they they're already upset, not upset, but they're already like antsy to get them into the leadoff spot. Like they want them in there tomorrow afternoon on opening day. It's like this is a 21 year old kid who probably still lives with his parents. Let him fucking breathe. You don't need to do that. You know, they just called him up this past Sunday. You're not just going to go, here, go be Jeter. Go lead off for the Yankees in a few days. I don't even think Jeter. 
let off his rookie debut. I think he actually batted ninth, which is probably what you're going to see tomorrow with Volpe. It'd be funny if, if like, IKF starts tomorrow, you know, and they just slow walk Volpe. But I would literally, if that happened, I would literally lose my mind and start laughing like the Joker. Um, but I'm excited. I do have some expectations. Don't get me wrong. Like, I think you know, this is a kid we've hung on to. We've waited for so long. He better be great, you know, and, and I, I think he's got potential to be a pretty special player for them. From everything I've been reading, from all the clips I've been seeing, um, I haven't watched spring training this year. I was focused on the baseball classic, and I was—I just haven't seen a lot of games. But you know, from from the clips I see online, and from everything I read, it seems like we have ourselves, hopefully, a legitimate, all-around balanced hitter for a change. You know, it's—he's uh, got a great approach. Great recognition of the zone. Uh, I believe he's a guy with an up-the-middle approach, can take it to right field. He gets on base, he hits, and he's got pop from the right side of the plate. So, basically, it sounds like everything we thought we were getting from Glaber when he was a young prospect is what I've gathered. You know what I mean? And I, I don't like to put numbers to it. Because, again, he's a kid who, who's got enough pressure and expectation already. But I'm hoping we have ourselves, at some point, a legitimate 290s, 300 hitter, you know, 20-something home run pop, 30-something stolen bases. I'm hoping we have that on our hand. A guy who strikes out in the low 20% range, you know? Um, I'm not saying that has to happen this year. Listen, as a rookie... If he goes out there and he bats 260, he hits you 15 home runs, 15 stolen bases, an OPS, you know, in the high 700s, I think that'd be a nice minimum, right? I think that'd be that'd be acceptable. Uh, but I'm hoping he eventually turns out to be this perennial all-star, really, really great player. Um, I'm more curious, because I think the bat's going to be there. I'm more curious to see how he does defensively. Because there's already been question about him as a long-term shortstop. Um, he's a good shortstop. He's a good, solid shortstop defensively. But obviously, Peraza is is the top middle infielder defensively in the system. Um, I will say Volpe made an incredible play yesterday, actually, in the final spring training game. But, you know, he's got average range he's got an average arm uh, a pretty quick release uh, i'll give him that so that's going to be interesting to see how does his shortstop translate in the big leagues um because lord knows we've had our struggles at shortstop over the years you know we've had ikf struggling to make routine plays uh glaber torres same thing he was a disaster before that it was a dd who is not that good. The Yankees need defense at that position. It's been too long. It's a premium spot on the diamond. I'm hoping that Volpe can can be good defensively. Um, but, I, I, yeah, I think he'll be a good hitter eventually. I think he's, I don't want to say notorious, but I think the track record says that he gets off through these slow starts. He's done that at each level. Um, but once he finds his stride... It's, it's good for me. Like, he's a microwave. Um, 
But maybe he actually does the opposite, kind of like Torres. Hot out the gate. There's no MLB scouting report on him yet, right? You're batting ninth. You're probably going to see a lot of fastballs. He'll see a lot of fastballs anyway. But, you know, maybe he starts hot and then pitchers adjust. So he has to learn to readjust. And, um, you know, I know he struggled against the slider he did last season. So we'll see how that shapes up in the bigs. And that's that's what it's going to come down to for the, for any kid that, you know, any young hitter that wants to have big league success. It's all going to it's going to all be out the it's all going to be about hitting the breaking ball. Right? A lot of these guys can hit fastballs, but they struggle against the big league breaking ball. Uh, so so that's it's going to be about hitting that pitch. So the thing I hope and this might be an unpopular opinion in today's era but I hope he doesn't fall into the Yankee trap like Torres and Sanchez did where he has say he has more major league pop than expected so he starts getting pull happy swing and miss prone he opens up and he becomes known for power before contact and you know he events eventually ends up just only being able to hit mistake pitches and meatball fastball like I I I don't want him to just be known for power. You know, like Torres is, is his best attribute offensively is his power. When he's going to all fields, he's really good, but he's not always going to all fields. He doesn't have that approach. Like I like I've been saying, I want change in this lineup. I want to finally have a guy who can be a solid all around hitter for a change. You know, obviously judge, but a guy who makes adjustments adjustments on the fly and We'll take a walk over trying to get the big home run. You know, with the lineup, with, with the way this lineup is already constructed, I'll take 20 home run power any day if it means a few more points on the average. You know, I'm hoping, and again, man, I hate doing this because I he's so young, but I, I do love my comps. I was thinking about it. If he could eventually develop into an Alex Bregman type player, that'd be a win. I think that's that's what you could potentially... And Alex Bregman is a top 10 player in the game, arguably. You know, top 15, maybe at worst. I think that literally describes everything that we just talked about in terms of the approach and the style of hitting. I'm hoping Anthony Volpe can be a good all-around hitter. And with speed... With speed, remember, he can run. He will cause some havoc on the base paths, um, especially with these new rules in place, with, with the pickoff, the clock, the, the pizza box bases. Like he, I think it'll help him. The extra four inches, that, that will help him. So I'm excited for Anthony Volpe, man. And, and I feel bad for Oswald Peraza because it sucks. Because he should honestly be up here too. But they, the Yankees love Donaldson. The Yankees still have Torres. Um, you know, I, I think I think Peraza's possibly one injury away in that infield, one roster spot away. But I still think he's a solid player. You know, he he came in last year. He batted over 300 across it was like 18 or 20 games. Played great shortstop. He hasn't really been getting great treatment, man. They, they waited so long to call him up last year. They finally do it. 
and then they throw him you know, in, in the middle of some bullshit ninth inning loss at the Trop. He barely got reps in the postseason. Uh, and, and you had Boone, you know, with that quote the other day. It was odd. You know, <laughs> nothing was wrong with what he said. He was right. But, you know, just saying he has okay at-bats, he looked all right. He didn't, you know, didn't like what he saw yesterday. Like, it's weird to me that he says that because, sure, Peraza's spring wasn't great, but, like, you go and praise guys like Donaldson all the time. Hicks, you make excuses for IKF. Call him the greatest shortstop of the game. Like, like they're playing like garbage. It's just weird. He picks and chooses. And the way the Yankees treat their young kids is weird. Like, some of the things they say is weird. Um, but, yeah, talk is cheap. It just, it, it, to me, it says that he's trade bait. I think at this point, either Peraza or Torres you eventually see this season, I think one of them is a lock to get dealt in some kind of package deal for maybe a Brian Reynolds at some point in the season or um, maybe for pitching depth, which is something we clearly need now. Um, But yeah, at the end of the day, thank God Anthony Volpe is here uh, because could you imagine the energy without this news? You know, it would just be miserable. Especially the Yankees said it'd be a competition in the spring and that the best man would win the job. So if if they didn't give him the spot, it would just be one more lie in, in all politics. Right? But he's here. And we have everything we asked for in at least one player now. Young, athletic, and... Uh, you know, we needed that. And that was my big thing all offseason. Get younger, get more athletic. Um... It doesn't close the gap significantly between the Yankees and Houston, but it could certainly help. You know, there's there's more. They raise their upside, um, as opposed to their floor. You know what I mean? Their ceilings higher. And you know that that segues into our next topic of conversation, because this team still has a load of questions, a lot of question marks on the pitching staff. Uh, and even a lot of question marks around the diamond in the lineup. Shit. Health alone is a question mark every year with this team. So, I want to go over the lineup real briefly. And this is not going to be too long of an episode. Hopefully 30 minutes tops. Um, we're at 19 already. But, it's still a very shaky lineup. Down the stretch at least. Like, I think it's still good enough to win the East. Um, But the Yankees did absolutely zero to make them better built for a playoff run. And honestly, the division is no guarantee anymore either. I think it'll be more of a dogfight this season. Last year it was, what, seven games? That could easily be cut in half this season. I I wouldn't be shocked if it came to like two, three, four games. Between the Yankees and Toronto. You know, in fact, that's what I predicted, I think, in our AL preview. If you go back and check 80, uh, episode 483 with Dom Randazzo. We did our predictions. I, I had a preview at the top of the episode. I think I, I said the Yankees to win the division by just a few games. So, you know, it's it's... 
frustrating because the offseason was very lackluster. You could even make an argument that they got worse offensively because they lost Benintendi to Chicago. Um, not Chicago, Kansas City. Um, Donaldson could very easily keep sucking at age 37. That's very, it's natural. Um, maybe the new swing helps him become uh, closer or at least league average. I don't know. I don't see it. Aaron Hicks is Aaron Hicks. I don't expect much there at all. I think he's mentally checked out and he doesn't want to play baseball anymore, at least not in the Bronx. Um, but unfortunately, with the Bader news, the injury there, he's Aaron Hicks is going to be part of the team in some aspect now. You know, I mean, we literally don't have a left fielder. We don't. And I, I also, you know, we have to remember that Judge is probably going to regress because 62 home runs is not something you're going to see every year. Um, but Judge will be a judge. He'll be great. You know, after after Judge, you're hoping Stanton, Rizzo, LeMayu can stay healthy. Is Trevino going to be an all-star again? I don't know. Probably not. Will Cabrera get everyday at-bats? Will Hicks overtake him? Will IKF even take Cabrera's utility role? Volpe's a rookie. Like, there's really, there aren't many guarantees outside Judge. Uh, I think you know what you're getting from Glaber Torres, at least. You're getting a you're getting a decent hitter. Low on base, but solid power. He'll have good streaks, bad streaks. And the upside is still there for him to get back to what he once was. But, yeah, outside that, like, obviously, I'm not saying Torres is their second best hitter, but health-wise, he's usually healthy. But outside Judge, like... It's it's a question mark between guys who are not healthy and guys who just aren't going to produce for you. It's it's not a lock to win the division, and it sure shit isn't comforting as I look at it today to to give me confidence entering a postseason. Um, my hope is that eventually, and by eventually I mean very soon, we get that full on youth movement. You know, I, I would love to have at least three of Volpe, Peraza, Cabrera, and Torres getting everyday at-bats this season. Really, what I'm saying is Donaldson, Hicks, and IKF ruin everything. They do. And if the Yankees want to stay under this stupid tax and budget themselves like they aren't worth $7 bucks, you could always move IKF $6 million. I don't know what you'll get in return, but I would like the Yankees to get younger. I would like these prospects to play. Um, and it's frustrating because they've had so many opportunities to shore things up the last two off-seasons and did not. And honestly, uh, the lineup can can look very different. It can if you cut ties with Hicks and or Donaldson. If it's not working still, like it can. You know, it opens up a spot for Cabrera and Peraza. Could have had Peraza practicing third base if if you cut Donaldson a while back or you tried to move him. Like it's just very weird to me that you're the New York Yankees with all this money and you still have this clunky roster with log jams, holes. It's odd to me that Cashman got extended. It really is. Um, and then you look at this rotation. You know, three fifths of it is already hurt. 
Um, Rodan, they are saying hopefully by May, which is scary. You, you never like the word hopefully. Um, he's a guy with injury history. This is also the Yankees here. And when they give a timeline, it's usually bullshit. Severino, the same thing. He says, hopefully it's only three, four starts. Are we buying that? I'm not. This guy is now in his ninth big league season. And what? He's made over 22 starts, I read, two times. <laughs> That's... Like, I, I sure hope that people aren't expecting him to be paid this. I, I sure hope the Yankees don't pay him a dime. I am so ready to move on from this guy. Go somewhere else and, and, and be their problem. Their enigma. You know, because he the guy's useless for you 80% of the time. I, I, I'm kind of done with them, man. I am done with them. Like, they, what they need to do is they need to look for a solid number three, number four arm out there. Because when Severino comes back, whenever that is, I throw his ass in the bullpen. And hopefully Clark Schmidt ends up being something. He'll get an opportunity early on in April. So you got him hurt, Severino. You got Rodon hurt. You got Montes, obviously. So your rotation to start the year is going to be totally different. It's going to be totally different. And I, I said, too, in the 483 episode, I said, if healthy... <laughs> It's it's a staff that's, you know, a contender for the best in the bigs. Uh, but the if part did not happen. Uh, not yet. But hopefully, if these injuries aren't anything more than, than just early season, April, early May injuries, I think the Yankees in the meantime can at least weather the storm behind their lineup and their bullpen. You know? Uh, Domingo, I like. I think he's done a solid job whenever the Yankees asked him, ask him to start. Um, Clark Schmidt, I've been, I, I've not loved him, but I do know the Yankees are very high on him, and a lot of Yankees fans are high on him too because he's got great elite stuff, and maybe there's an upside there to be a number three starter. Uh, Cole and and Nestor Cortez, I trust obviously. And I guess it's this Brito guy getting the number five spot, who I know nothing about, but I don't expect him starting a ton anyway. You know, earlier in the season, you're going to get the off days, so you don't use the number five slot as much. So I think the rotation, especially with the way the Yankees handle April and they they, they go to their bullpen earlier than usual, I think it'll be okay to weather the storm early on if the injuries don't end up being worse than what they are, which is also a big if. But I think the bullpen will continue to be rock solid. Uh, Michael King being back will be huge. Johnny Lasagna did look better down the stretch of last season. That's a key piece right there. We need him to pick it up this year. Um, Wandy Peralta had himself a career season last year. I'm hoping he can build off that. I like Clay Holmes. I think he'll be okay. Um... I know it got crazy last year towards the end, but I think he'll be okay. Maybe not as great as he was to start the season, which was record-breaking great. Um, Marinaccio, I think, is legit. I love him. Jersey guy. That's, that's you know, Tom's River, New Jersey is a big Yankee thing. <laughs> you know, Yes Network loves to run on that. But he's a damn good reliever. 
You know, he was one of their best uh, relief pitchers last year, and he was consistent for them before the injury that took him out. Um, and I guess there are still some spots open. I think Cordero got a spot. I think Abreu got a spot. Uh, is Weiser getting a spot? I don't know what they did there, but I think the pen will be good. Uh, I think the rotation isn't great right now. Um, there's a chance it could get messy, but the Yankees have to make moves. They have to find some depth, and they have to hope that Herman Schmidt can weather the storm. Um, but all in all, I am excited. I am excited for tomorrow. The, 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 the more deeper we get into things, the less excited maybe I get. <laughs> but yes, on the surface, there are definitely some good things about this team. Um, and they have a shot to win it all this year. They have a shot. I, I just, I don't think it'll happen. Bearing drastic changes to the lineup. Bearing health. I, like, I, I just, you know, you know where I am, right? It comes down to October ball for me. And we didn't do enough to address the lineup. Uh, swinging and missing. And situational hitting is still a problem. Like, it's, it's, it's always going to be that with me. And it's somehow never really addressed. Um, but I am excited for the season. I think things will be fun. Um, <clears throat> and I'm going to try my best to take it day by day. Let's head to break. And that's it. We're going to wrap this one up with our uh, trivia as soon as we return. Stay with us. We'll be right back in about a minute. Hey, guys. So if you are a listener of the podcast. is located on many different platforms. You can listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and if you do there, be sure to give us a 5 star rating and review. You can listen to it on Spotify but you can also watch the podcast on both Spotify and YouTube. BD4 is available on many other platforms as well. All you gotta do is search it up. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube and much more. We also have a website now for BD4. If you go to bd4blog.com, you can find the blog, the podcast links, and also where to find me on social media. Just go to bd4blog.com. Studio 69 Productions is a podcast production agency created by Leo Rodriguez to allow content creators to market their podcast. It's an online platform that will market your podcast or any other project that you're working on. Get in touch with Leo Rodriguez from Studio 69 Productions. You can find Studio 69 Productions on Instagram at Studio69NJ. Studio 69 Productions, where dreams are heard and born. All right, welcome back to the show. Episode 501, 501 of BD4. Let's wrap this up with our trivia question of the day, and that'll be that. All right. So for this episode, episode 501, 
our NYY, NYK, MMA trivia question of the day is, what was the name of the ballpark the Yankees played in during spring training 2007? What was the name of the ballpark the Yankees played in during spring training 2007? It was not called George Steinbrenner Field. It was something else. What was the name of the ballpark the Yankees played in during spring training in 07? All right, that's it. That's all we've got. Episode 501's in the books. Thanks for stopping by. And um, that scared the shit out of me. Something just happened outside. All right. We'll see you later. This episode was brought to you by Anchor.